1: Everybody want to know, what I would do, if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love, I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. <laughs> My name is Chris Lambert. What are you laughing about?
0: Eh, I was just thinking about how today is a tie dollar sign song. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: that is really funny. My name is Travis Bean, and today we're, um, I don't want to give anything away, but we're talking about a tie dollar song. Oh, man, you just let the cat out of the bag. I know. I mean, I know you mentioned it earlier, and I just mentioned it there. But, yeah, uh, you know, I, we're not talking about Kanye. It feels weird. We're not talking about Kanye.
0: Except, thankfully, uh, to your great relief, Kanye is the featured artist on the song. Oh, thank God. I, shit. I, I got to listen to the song then if we're going to talk about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, do that real fast and come back. All right. Okay, I'm back. Ah, what'd you think? Um, I, we're just kidding. I've already listened to it. I've listened to the hell out of it. I've analyzed the hell out of it. I know every single line from Kanye. I can break it down. I can
0: do a dissertation on Kanye's verse in this psalm. Yeah, we actually did spend the last like 45 minutes talking about this. Song.
1: <laughs> I I will, if anybody out there decides to do their thesis on Kanye's verse in this psalm, I will serve on the committee. I'll give you like 20 bucks. And I will put in a good word for you whenever I meet Kanye.
0: That's very kind of you. Yeah. That's very, very kind of you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I won't. But I will (laughs) cheer anybody on that wants to write about this as their dissertation. And would ask you more about what school you're at. (laughs) (laughs) And how you possibly did it. Yeah, that would be pretty fascinating but ego death. So ego death uh you know I was under the wrong impression about this song. Mm, tell me more about that. So you know there's a whole mysticism I feel like at this point around <laughs> Yandi and what was going to be on Yandi what wasn't going to be on Yandi and I've only ever seen ego death talked about in terms and context of Yandi uh seeing people being like oh uh here's a leak from Yandi's song ego death or the leaked album itself having ego death on it or track lists uh people have made having ego death there have been like reddit and Yandi leak posts that are like where do you place ego death in the album (laughs) so for the last like six months i've just been under the impression that this song was a kanye song that he then gave the tie dollar sign very much the way that he gave piss on your grave to travis scott's or the two songs to big sean and a couple others that he just sent out to people once so help me god kind of fell apart um but it turns out that's that's not the case (laughs) Uh, it was actually a tie dollar sign song the entire time
1: yeah, and Kanye and I are friends, so that's why Kanye's there. Let's stop speculating and theorizing everything related to Yandi.
0: Yeah. I guess not everything has to do with Yandy, which is <laughs> crazy. That's weird. What? It is can't... funny that people think
1: this would be on Yandi. The song's called Ego Death. Like I can't think of a more egotistical title of an album than Yandi.
0: <laughs> but he was trying to say that oh no, no. wait. Chris? No. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so actually, uh, Ty Dolla Sign recently did an interview with Zane Lowe. And he said that basically, I was at a party and I don't remember, which is always a good way to start a story. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he talk about doing drugs and drinking too much alcohol in this song? yeah basically i was at a party and i don't remember (laughs) i need to start sentences like that Um, and in sentences like that that, like that's your that's your answer to a question (laughs) basically i was at a party and i i don't don't remember Uh, i heard (laughs) i heard some (laughs) girls saying something about some guy like oh that's the death of his ego i'm like wow that's hard It's like I had the song Ego Death and then I made the beats and then I was watching Instagram and there was some video of Ye walking through Chicago. Then he was like, hold up, there's a train going by. (laughs) I thought that was so hard, just seeing him just walking through Chicago by himself. So I sampled that part and then I went out to Chicago to work on Yandi with him. Then I played the record and he went crazy.
1: You know, every time I walk under a bridge here, I wonder if it's the bridge Kanye walked under in that moment.
0: You can absolutely go find that video and figure out the sky. I'm sure there's people online that have already figured out what street he was on, mm-hmm. what block, and I don't. No, go... I don't.
1: I don't want to know that. I want to
0: just just hope that it's the bridge that I'm walking under in the moment. I guess I can see how it would ruin the romanticism of it. Wouldn't yeah, it?
1: yeah, because it feels like I'm there with Kanye in 2018. <laughs>
0: that's just going to be chicago for you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You're going to be I, like
1: I only want to remember Kanye from the year 2018.
0: <laughs> I just imagine you getting like you're like 83 years old and your grandkids are like <laughs> Grandpa, tell us a story. And you're like, "Well, have I ever told you the one about Kanye in Chicago in 2018?" <laughs>
1: Grandpa, why do every time you walk under a bridge, you laudably look into the sky and go,
0: (sighs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about trains going by. (laughs) But Grandpa, trains haven't been used in decades. And then
1: I'm like, I've always always just wondered if this was the bridge Connie walked under. And my grandkids like, actually, he walked under and I'm like, shut the fuck up, you little brat.
0: (laughs) I told you. Don't make Pappy mad. I'm not calm, Grant pappy. Calm pappy. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's move I'm, on from this. I appreciate the attempt. I appreciate the attempt. Uh, so ego death has been in the works for a while. I, I got to say when I first heard the song, I never, I never heard any of the leaks. I mean, I try, I've listened to some leaks from behind but I never heard any of the ego death leaks. So when I heard him sampling the part of Kanye being like, there's a train, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I know that. Oh my god! It is pretty hype. Yeah, um, it's great. But the song, I I didn't uh, I didn't expect it to be as good as it is.
1: Oh, um, you know what? I was gonna ask you because we did spend a lot of time talking about the song, but we
0: never once asked each other like, "Do you like the song?" <laughs> so you like <laughs> it? Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Like I, I guess I kind of just feel like every song that's gonna release is gonna sound like little uzi verts or mm-hmm. uh I, I feel like every song sounds like uzi these days or is just in that vein of that like i don't know trap pop sure. style that just having a song come out from somebody that's been kind of a uh, associated with kanye in the past that just isn't in that vein of where i think pop hip-hop has gone and i know Ty's is not necessarily like a a hip-hop artist in that way is has a lot more uh singer in him mm-hmm. but i just i had that sense of it going in and i'm very like happy and surprised by it
1: yeah it, i mean it definitely doesn't sound like most music you hear on the radio today like it, it really as a lot of people have pointed out on twitter it has like a very fade vibe like it sounds like house music and it's kind of like slow and methodical. It doesn't like ever really blow up too much. You know, it just kind of like steeps in that
0: groovy beat it's got going the whole time. It, it's cool. Yeah. That payoff you get when uh twigs comes in Oof, with the queen man. Latifah sample is fantastic. Uh, it does feel to me like fade and I love it. Yeah. were combined to make like, cause fade, <laughs> is not enough of an actual song? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love it is too ridiculous of a song. <laughs> um, so you actually have the great like beats and textures and of fade and of, I love it, but given the seriousness of uh-huh. like a legitimate, Oh, I put that in quotes. It sounds pretentious, but like a full song.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I think most of the, I love it vibes come from Kanye himself because this is the first time I think Kanye sounded like this since I love it like I was so pleased it, okay a when I first heard Kanye's verse I was very confused don't I, I'll admit that right up front I was like what is this guy talking about but also the feeling I had was like one of relief and one of like like oh I'm so happy like Kanye's rapping like this like I kind of thought you know as serious as Connie's been lately like with Jesus as Cain and like what he's been talking about in his records, and what his focus has been. I didn't expect him to make something like this strange sounding. Like, I I don't, I don't know, but I, I just didn't expect this side of him to come out, and I was so
0: pleased that it did. Which, you say that, and what's interesting about it is that this was probably recorded before Jesus is King. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we may be a little off here, because I, th- I think people that follow Leaks will have more information than us but from what i at least read on twitter and the responses i got kanye's verse is the exact same as a leaked version that came out or was heard in 2019 Mm -hmm. um or at least as recently as february of 2020 so it was either before uh jesus is king maybe even recorded at the end of 2018 right with Mm -hmm. all the Yandi stuff when Ty went out there um but at least, like, as recent as February, if that's the case. But it kind of just takes you back then. Like, is this what OG Yandi could have sounded like? Or is this kind of the, the space Kanye was in in that 2018, 2019 before kind of uh, getting into more of the Jesus is King mindsets, and where he went there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like that in a lot of ways, like you know, the house feel and everything. Like it, it's, it sounds like a Kanye song in a lot of ways, but also the fact that he says shit, and they had a yeah. lovely pimping him saying
0: shit, like he wouldn't do that anymore. That's a knock against the Christian scorecard. So, <laughs> right. So that probably points to this being like twenty eighteen, early twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. It threw me for a loop at first because I was thinking that this first, when I first heard it, was more recent. Um, so I was like, Oh, see, Kanye's bending the rules.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, kind of bending the rules. Like I can say shit out loud on, in the recording studio, but then you have to bleep it. Right. Cause I don't want uh? to hear it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Everybody silence the booth. This is, this is soundproof, right? Nobody outside can hear it. God, you can't hear it. All it's right. God proof, right? Right. Ty, you said it was God proof. <laughs> He just kind of whispers, like, shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Godproof, for sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I also didn't expect the verse to be as long as it is. Yeah. Which was cool because it feels dominant. I mean, Ty has a first verse and a second verse, but they're really shorter. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially with the chorus kind of coming back in a couple times, he... Kanye feels a bit more dominant just because of how rangy his uh-huh. verse is and how many bars he has. I guess like it kind of feels like
1: a Kanye song in that sense, because this is already how Kanye and Ty songs work. Like Kanye has a bunch of parts and Ty just comes in and sprinkles in little feature parts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Though, if that's Ty's style as well, no, it'll be interesting. Cause this is the lead singer single from his album dream house. Mm-hmm. That's going to come out. So I, uh, I, Really will be interested in hearing what more like full Thai songs sound like when he has like uh, longer verses like this. Yeah, I'm excited. Dude has been on his grind, sure has. That was something uh, the Aunt Clemens album came out earlier in February, and that was really exciting and cool too. Just to see him, who I'd only heard really in those feature moments, giving those kind of refrains and choruses. Um, just have his own full songs and what he brought to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's dig into this. Let's, let's give Ty some credit. Yeah. So ego death, it's kind of cool. Just with the song, with that title, you get a few different facets of ego death on it. Like he has that line, ego death is where you find happiness. That's the only place you find happiness, uh, off too many drugs. It's so bad for us. One, a, uh, one too many drinks and you had enough which i would think looks at ego death and how it applies like lsd and drug trips where uh, they often say or from what i've read the first step is this ego death Mm -hmm. as your brain starts to open up its consciousness and you kind of lose your sense of self and that's where the phrase really comes from is this loss of identity or loss of sense but it's actually been debated a lot and applied and through a lot of different um philosophies whether it's just like the drug philosophy jungian philosophy mysticism joseph Campbell and the hero of the thousand faces like it has different dimensions or applications to it and we see a few of those in in this track
1: yeah and it wouldn't be it shouldn't be too surprising that we're mostly going to connect what connie's doing with joseph Campbell, who has studied like storytelling <laughs> you know it's like basically applied it to
0: like narratives So the first time we hear it from Ty, it just kind of seems to be with that blissfulness that comes with a drug trip or that maybe not bliss is the right blissfulness is the right word, but the widening of the mind that comes with a drug trip. But then with the chorus murdered my ego when you walked away, Uh, it hurt my ego when you walked away. There's this loss of the relationship that starts to have him rethink his ego and who he had been in the relationship and maybe what damage it had caused, Uh, which in that ego death, it kind of opens you up to looking at yourself and your behavior and getting this distant view of who you are and who you want to be, which is, I think, probably a necessary step in a lot of just growth as an individual. You need your ego to die in a little bit so you can build yourself back up, Mm. which actually uh, FK Twigs gets back or gets into at the end with, I let my ego down and then I rise back up. Um, yeah,
1: and it's kind of a, a mutual thing that's going on because at first, Ty Dollar Sign says, gave you my all, that wouldn't make you stay. And then later he says, gave me your all, that wouldn't make me stay. And it's kind of this mutual splitting with the ego. like b- Because I think largely the song is using ego as like, ego is purely what you're expected to be like your ego builds when you're satisfying all of these facets that society has defined you should be like you you've won these awards you've become this kind of person and when you start doing all those things that people look at you as as someone who's successful and like accomplishing all these things they've set out for you to do your ego builds but letting go of that ego means that you stop finding value and this is just purely my reading because i'm just applying my own philosophies and worldviews to this but um like when you split ways with that, like you stop caring what's expected of you and your ego starts diminishing. And then that's when they walk away and you walk away too. Like you're both kind of mutually agreeing that like this isn't for me. Like I'm not going to be satisfying these uh, requirements that you've set out for me.
0: And that's a really great point. And just in terms of like what ego means, because there really is that more straightforward like ego is self right right? but then there's also ego in terms of our uh i'm trying to think what the synonym would be for this descriptive what you were saying in terms of like this sense of self-worth or Mm self-importance that comes from satisfying uh like cultural norms around you and the praise you get from that which increases the ego that you have because you've been getting this positive uh, reinforcement. So you have the reading of it as just purely like how you think of yourself or how you think of who you are, and then the ego that's actually your sense of self-worth and self-importance that comes through. And what ego death is in that case can change as it's either that death of self-importance or that death of actual thinking about yourself. Where I think in drug trips, it tends to be more of that death of thinking about yourself and you start looking out to the broader world Mm. outside of you. But when you think about like murder my ego when you walked away, it's getting more at that idea of self-esteem and the value that's tied to ego. Mm. Yeah. And that that
1: whole everything you just said makes me think of Joseph Campbell and how it's used in storytelling like the idea of the death of the ego and to me it just kind of indicates somebody who's been on this long arduous journey has like gone through all these trials and tribulations and they get to this point where they have to finally conquer you know their final goal their greatest adversary and really you can't do that until you let go of your ego like you stop complete you completely stop thinking about your own self-interest and and you think about the greater good like that's ultimately what ego death is that's when you stop letting society define you and letting like these temptations define who you are, like and just, it just do what you think is right. And like, do what is
0: do something for the greater good of the world. Well, and also just getting away from like, it could be what somebody th- I'm thinking about it in terms of storytelling, like Billy Madison, right? Uh, is the movie I keep going to. That's okay. About we all love of- it. examples of ego death when he starts he's very self-interested and uh, indulgent in that movie he's just a rich kid that gets drunk all the time does drugs with his friends and his life is kind of a waste but because his dad's very wealthy he gets away with it and then when he thinks his dad's going to give the company to somebody else that's actually like a bad miserable person Billy takes action to win the company from this guy. And at first it's in that self-interested indulgent Mm -hmm. way, but a better directed (laughs) version of that. But he goes back to school because he never got his high school diploma. That's going to be, uh, what he has to do to prove that he deserves a company and going on that journey causes him to confront himself and his behaviors in a lot of ways. And, up till the end of the movie he's still dealing with his ego until he finally throws all of that out like all of his self-interest and indulgence and starts doing things for other people and i don't think that's necessarily going against like society Mm -hmm. or the expectations of others but getting out of your own way and like your own bad behavior and then looking at how you can help others around you more so than what you're getting out of it yourself. I mean, he ultimately ends up giving the company to somebody that's more deserving of it rather than keeping it for himself. Good old um, Carl. Good old Carl. <laughs> I had a I had a friend in college who was named Carl. And what was it like? Carl, how are you? Nice Something to see like you. Nice to see you. Uh, <laughs> everybody in the fraternity would do that and he got so mad I think it's actually one of the reasons he dropped out like he, <laughs> dropped out of school yeah he dropped uh, out I think he got his he got his degree from somewhere else eventually but he was like really unhappy and he would complain about that aspect of it a lot wow you know what if um, I knew
1: a guy named Carl like I'd probably ruin his life too because I would say it constantly
0: just constantly all the, I like I heard it every day um or and you, I was good. I was around him, like, often, but he had to have heard it more than me.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I, admit. You know what, though? I would probably relate to Carl a lot because with the last name being, a lot of people screamed Bean at me in the hallways of my high school, and it was very annoying. I almost dropped out.
0: <laughs> like, do you mother... Mm. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm just... It's fascinating that ego death can take on those yeah. different roles of... You can have something like that, but then you can have somebody that freeze themselves from the confines of what's expected of them. Like I think about the matrix and that's an ego death in Mm -hmm. a way. And that's more about getting out of the system and what the system expects from you and demands of you Mm -hmm. and just getting back to like who you truly are. Yeah, I
1: I, I like the way you're approaching it because uh, like when you talk about Billy Madison, you talk about something very micro that is just like true to Billy. It's not a larger reflection of like what society expects from him but his journey is pretty similar to Neo's journey. Like ultimately they're all kind of getting at the same thing, like getting past this part of yourself, no matter what's putting that pressure on you to be a certain kind of person, it's all about killing that ego. And I think the song generally gets at that, like ties dollar signs verse, like sounds like he's talking about a woman or like this relationship that he's in. That's not good. And then Kanye kind of blows it up to a, broader, more macro level. He's talking about society and and then what
0: the ego death means in that case. Like there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah, right. Cause the tie dollar sign chorus and verse and situation, just this dynamic with this woman, is uh broad enough that I think most of us can relate it to experiences that we've had in life mm-hmm. and moments where our ego is damaged or we realize we fucked up and Or times where we let our ego die through drugs or alcohol or what have you. Some kind of indulgence that just got us out of our self-awareness. But then to have Kanye kind of come through and go way more societal and specific Mm -hmm. with it. (laughs) And kind of demonstrate this version of ego death or how ego death applies in this situation. That's much more like um, non-fiction is i i think really cool
1: yeah we were talking about it before we started recording and um the way you were describing it made me think of jay's verse on diamonds from sierra leone because kanye talks about diamonds in this very specific way and then everybody looks at the way jay is talking about diamonds and they're like man jay's just talking bragging about his wealth and all that but really what jay does is take the rhyming the, the rhyming <laughs> he does rhyme <laughs> in the song um he takes a diamond and applies it to rockefeller and this and you know, the diamond becomes this ultimate symbol of wealth which juxtaposes Kanye's own, um, guilt that he feels from getting these diamonds. So like, it, it's cool that Kanye's kind of doing something similar in the song. Like he takes the very micro thing that Ty dollar sign is talking about and kind of blows it up and like, I don't know, he just makes it a lot more nuanced and a lot more societal and, and just something bigger than what you originally thought it would be.
0: Yes. Very, very much so. And to have that dynamic of the artists both bringing their own perspectives on the topic to the table Mm. and people can connect to each one and kind of see more of the multifaceted look on that topic, I always think is really cool. Yeah, love it. Like a, a dumb version of that eh, it's not dumb but I just don't think it's the connection most people would see would be like forever <laughs> the the Drake song mm-hmm. Um that was the first Drake song I ever heard but like the concept is forever and you have Kanye Lil Wayne Eminem and Drake all kind of riffing on that subject and bringing their own versions of what forever means to them to the table which I always like hearing that kind of thing or so appalled is another song that kind of has that main concept and you hear people come in and bring different mm. ways of talking monsters. Another one, it happens all the time. Yeah. Kanye's always involved. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way, doesn't it? it? Seems that way. Um, So the Kanye verse is like way more political than what I was expecting.
1: Yeah, I guess during this time though, it's not that surprising. This was before, no wait, What did he say he wasn't gonna talk about politics
0: anymore? That was like late 2018? It was, I think he had the blow up with Candace Owens where he said he realized he had been used for politics. I think that was end of October or early December. It was one of the two. Hmm. So
1: yeah, so I guess like right now, it seems weird that Kanye's getting political, but back then
0: maybe it wasn't as weird. I want to scroll all the way back, but you have that day where he had like 113 (laughs) tweets. That's always annoying when you're trying to find a Kanye
1: tweet and you're like, oh, God. Isn't it like, isn't it December 31st when he was doing all that?
0: Yeah, December 31st, he, or the 30th, 28th? It was like right at the Um, end of the year or the beginning of the year. It was one of the two. 17th he had a ton, 15th. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Those were the glory days of Kanye's tweeting. It looks like it was the 15th. I don't blame people for not knowing how to handle this that said we as a society will learn together, we all growing together, Drake and Trav both love Ye more than anyone and I love those guys back, we love everyone. Yeah, This was all on the 15th. Hmm. People try to handle you when they think you have a mental problem. Uh, I've been trying to do a serious interview speaking on mental health but it seems as though all members of press are afraid to speak to someone who has been diagnosed but is still everyone's favorite superhero. <laughs> <laughs> should we just have a podcast where you read
1: kanye's tweets i could do it justice you know <laughs> actually that's a pitch i have for kanye if you ever want to come on the show and just read your tweets because it would be
0: great to get all of your tweets in your own voice like we're down we are more than down uh it's always uh nice to scroll through these because i just see the times where he retweeted us and you know what i'll be honest it's nice to hear you scroll through them <laughs> yeah that's compelling broadcasting mm-hmm. yeah i'm riveted yeah i'm pretty sure it was october okay
1: <laughs> pretty ah. sure
0: so yeah this could have been like recorded early october august i mean it was september 28th it was supposed to come out right Mm-hmm. um or the Yandi was yeah, yeah. If this like, was on Yandi, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that August September period, Connie was in his political bag. Oh totally, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, like, I feel like the Super Bowl stuff, and I've never really heard this point made before, which kind of blew my mind, and it was so foreign to me that I needed you to explain. It, <laughs> it is but a weird that, line. Like, it's kind of hard to grasp right away. It, Artists can't perform the Super Bowl, but it's okay for the players. I was like, what players have performed at the Super Bowl? Like At halftime, they're all in the like <laughs> locker room? And, uh, But you were saying that it was more to do with people protesting artists that were performing?
1: Yeah. It, it, I think the beginning of this verse, and, it, and it's meant to set up the rest of the verse, like Kanye kind of looking at the... Uh, which I guess I'll say is more of a liberal attitude when there was all this pressure on like Maroon Five and Big Boy to not perform at the Super Bowl, and there were these calls for them to like pull out of doing Super Bowl because Jay Z pulled off doing Super Bowl. Um, they were saying that the NFL was so unfair to Colin Ka- Kaepernick, 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 that like you shouldn't you shouldn't perform, and there's this just like, it, but at the same time like but it's okay for the players to perform. Like, are we just, like, why are we only going after artists for doing this and not just, like, the bigger problem, the entire NFL, like, everybody participating in this? And Connie refers to it as these halfway movements. So I think he's just getting at like, there's so much, this gets at the larger, like, ego death, the way Connie's looking at ego, which ego is, like, satisfying these liberal um, talking points. Like Maroon, if Maroon 5 had pulled out of the Super Bowl, like they would have gained a lot of respect and their ego would have grown. But ultimately, like, I guess that's kind of, we'll get into that later in the verse. But here at the beginning, like, it's just getting at that. Like, you're just looking at the artist doing it, but not the players. Like, you're not really committing to uh, holding the NFL accountable and doing something for the greater good.
0: Right. Cause if the point was really to, like, let the nfl know this isn't okay it would just be all the players stop like yes. all the fans stop like you're going to demand that jay-z doesn't perform you're going to demand that maroon 5 doesn't perform but you're still going to go to the game you're still going to watch the game you're still going to cheer the players on all the players are upset about kaepernick but they're all still going to play yeah there's calling out that grandstanding uh without yeah. the action it feels yeah. very black skinhead
1: yeah and like later talks about Connie talks about the Grammys and this idea like, Oh, you need like all these awards. Like, no, we're trying to win something we already have. Like, I I think that's what he's getting at. It's like, when you kill the ego, if the ego is attached to like you satisfying what society expects from you, then like, you're just yourself and you're just doing things for good that are good. You're just doing things that you think are right and moral. Like you're not being dictated
0: anymore. It, there's a, a description on the Ego Death Wikipedia page from Jungian psychology that says in order to radically improve global quality of life, it seems necessary to have a fundamental transformation of the psyche. Such a shift is personality such a shift in personality has been labeled an ego death in Buddhism or a psychic death by Jung, because it implies a shift back to the existential position of the natural self. I.e., living the true Mm. purpose of life. The problem of healing and improving the global quality of life seems strongly connected to the unpleasantness of the ego death experience, and this was, according to Vindigat and Merrick, the Jungian term "psycho death" is a psychic death is a synonym for ego death. But this idea of shifting back to an existential position of the natural self and living the true purpose of life is what you're talking about, like specifically with Kanye here, getting away from all those expectations and getting back to just the self and the true self and the natural self and what you think is good.
1: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of isn't this something people say like a kindergartner knows right from wrong. Like kids just naturally know like what is right and what is wrong. And it's when you grow up and like all these different worldview like you get a different worldview as like all these different uh mindsets are introduced and you get a more complex view of the world, like all these different things start dictating the way you act and what you think is right and wrong. But ultimately like, you know, like if you're just your natural self, like you do what's right. Like if you're not
0: worried about your ego or your status, like you're just, you're just a good person. I think it probably goes back a little bit, what you're just saying to like Kanye has talked about the simulation and you're a four-year-old and you feel like standing on the table because it makes you feel like Superman and it makes you feel good and empowered. But it's other people around you that like glare and tell you to get down off the table because Mm -hmm. society says that you're not supposed to stand on tables. So even though you're doing something that is empowering to you, it makes you feel bad because of how people treat you. And then you grow up having these uh, complexes based on what you feel like you want to do what you feel like would make you feel empowered and good but that you don't because you're worried about society or you've been trained by society and you become part of the simulation so i think that's a lot of what uh ghost town was getting at too with that uh put my hand on the stove to see if i still bleed like um Oh, I am a, like, once again, I am a child. Yeah. like <laughs> We're still the kids that we used to be like, all of that is getting in some sense to the same idea of ego death.
1: Yeah. Like it all plays into Kanye's rebirth rhetoric. Like the idea that in its it, it ex- of course extends from yay to Jesus as keen in, in different ways, but ultimately he's always beginning at this idea that like the destruction of the ego allows you to be born again and become that kid and just like see the world with fresh eyes and, And I think that's that first line of his verse. A lot of people be thinking, but I'm just a sayer. Like, I think that's kind of getting at that is like, he's not somebody who wants to sit around and like, think about like, Ooh, I should say this, this way, or do this that way. Because like, that's what people will expect someone to do. Like, no, like I'm just a sayer. I just go out and do, I just do things because I'm Kanye. And I think I know
0: what's right. So I go and do it. Yep. Um, I mean, even yeah you look at the first song, I Thought About Killing You. That's as much about ego as it is anything else or sp- only about ego as much yeah. as anything else. Like He's talking about I Thought About Killing My Ego, which is why the album title is a lowercase y. It's the capital idea of yay and his ego being cut down to like, yay. And Kid See Ghost, the, the turning point song on that album is free. And having this sense of freedom, which right. uh, also gets back to like being kids again, right? So mm. it seems to be a lot of the sense of like freedom and idea and getting back to the natural state of being uh, that Kanye was dealing with and going through in 2018 that is very much uh, found expressed on Ye See Ghost, but then also carries through to this song.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm really curious about the line, doesn't don't make me go Rastafar, because when I hear that, like I immediately think of like I am a God, and right. like the whole Jesus era, really, because Rastafarianism, there's this belief in Jah, like the inner God, and you know, that's really the the irony and point of I am a God is like somebody who um, isn't doesn't think of himself on the level of like Jesus or God. He just thinks of, he just is channeling his inner God and looking to do good with that. Like he's going to go preach the word of God and do what God would expect people to do. I kind of wonder what he means by that line. Like, is that what he's saying? Like, don't make me, God, I don't know. Is he just saying like, don't make me go Jesus on everybody?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, when you look at the the context, it goes, trying to win some we already have, trying to become something we already are. Don't make me go Rastafar. Uh, if you do, no try, no die, and we live it, I'm living, I get more specific. It almost seems like he's doing a wordplay on don't make me go too far. Yeah. And being kind of cute with the Rastafar on it. Um, But I, I do wonder, I mean, Rastafar uh, Rastafarian is often tied up with uh smoking weed i don't know if there's something with that like don't right. make me like go smoke ah that seems kind of interesting but i didn't even think of that you do have you do have earlier in the verse like we too way too many drugs it's so bad for us i don't know if there's just something in line with that which might be a little too reductive though hmm. um or maybe just because, huh? Because he is like a Christian, like, don't make me go, Rastafar.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, Because, like, when I think about ego death and like channeling the inner God, like, ultimately, again, I think that's a good thing. And I, I am a God, it's played to like ridiculous levels and meant to convey someone's ego who's out of control, who maybe doesn't understand the point of like channeling that inner God. Like, to me, the idea of that in Rastafarianism is channeling like the the part of yourself that carries out what God expects us to do. So I wonder if that's. I feel like I I wonder if it's like a little cutesy nod to that. Like, don't make me channel this part of myself that came out during
0: I am. Like I don't know, but I like the line because yeah. it reminds me of Jesus. yeah there is context and places you can start to go with that i mean and it goes like if you do no try no die and we live it i'm living i get more specific all these admirations likes and false validations feed into our ego talk for something negro which feed into our ego. ego does channel jesus as well right like i'm a god despite the rastafarianism concepts of like channeling god and also the the biblical line about yay are all gods or yay are gods and just the idea that if you are a christian you're godly or that we're all kind of connected to god in that way but you can take that to the level that jesus took it where he is demanding everything and trying to act like a god or put himself Hmm. on the level of a god and that's because his ego is being fed into and here he's saying all these admirations likes and false validations feed into our ego which is very jesus like and then saying you need to talk for something like it can't just be about the ego you need to be doing something for others which simultaneously gets at both of those ideas about the ego right mm-hmm. or no it doesn't even get at both the ideas of ego it just gets at the one about society and the fact that we get this inflated sense through uh the praise of people in society but that doesn't actually mean that we're doing good for society yeah and you actually have to be doing something good for society uh to feel good because that's really what it's all about
1: yeah everything you just said just does not really make me think that this is a bit of a counter to jesus because yeah you have that rastafari line which makes me think of i am a god and on jesus like that ego that inflates an I Am A God leads to new slaves where he looks around at society and looks at all the problems and all the people he needs to be fighting to solve those problems. And in this song, in this verse, he does kind of the same thing. He talks about going Rastafar, like looking within, and then he starts looking at all these problems, plaguing society, like one of four get locked up, plan B was a plan A to lower the count of our families. Like, it seems like he's channeling some anger there, but in a different way, like, He's not in Yeezus mode where he thinks he has like these godlike powers and can like lead a revolution. Like it seems more that I'm killing my ego and I see that these problems are out there. Like I'm in a better place to go
0: out and solve these problems. And for anybody that hasn't listened to our Yeezus episodes, the basic idea is that on site we just get introduced to the character and the superficial aspects of his life, but Black Skinhead you see him start to turn his attention to society and the racism in society and the unfairness in society that people aren't doing shit and they need a leader, which is why he thinks of himself as uh, the new Malcolm X. Hmm. And then I am a God, it's him hyping himself up that he is a God, he has all this power, he can do something, which then leads into new slaves which is this attempted revolution of inspiring the people to go against all of these institutions that want to enslave them. But he ultimately fails, which then leads into the main body of the album, which is his confrontations with his own damage um, and longing and heartbreak. But you really do get a lot of that black skinhead callback with ain't nobody doing shit. Uh, The, the, I am a God callback with the Rastafarianism, even though <laughs> the Rastafarian aspect might not be obvious to a lot of people. When you start going into like aspects of the song, there's a, a sampler and interpolation at the beginning that is in line with that. Mm-hmm. And then just the Rastafarian concept of like the inner God, the Jah that you talked about. Uh, and then you have the new slaves aspect that comes through at the end. So very Yeezus-like. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then you get the bridge, which I think, I don't know how, like, is he critiquing Obama?
1: Yeah. Okay. Other than like the let the man quote line, I, which I'm not positive. I know what that means. Like, it seems like who dropped Jones on him is talking about Obama. And I think that gets, again, is a, is a strange sort of cryptic way cryptic if you don't know anything about obama dropping drones on people and killing them (laughs) um of getting at like again his like battle with the liberal mindset and expectations from liberals to like you can do this this and this but don't talk on this and this like act this way don't act this way and i think that's getting at this is like kanye is like speaking up against a liberal leader and then he takes on this really funny, I think, tone of voice where he's like, yay, yeah, don't take that tone on him. Don't go watch the throne on him. Um, I, I guess getting at the larger idea of like, you can't dictate the way I act.
0: Yeah, right. Like and that gets back to the, the ego as well. He's at a point where he just hit a Billy, he going on him. Like he yeah. he has that freedom at this point to not be concerned about uh what is it? Um oh sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I couldn't find the line for a second. Um he has the money at this point and the freedom to not worry about the admirations, the likes and false validations. Right. So he can go wash a throne on him if he wants. Um he can take that tone on him if he wants. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's cool because it I think it just goes
1: against what we typically think of as ego, you know, like ego is like, don't be too aggressive. Don't be too loud. Like Connie's basically saying here, like I got a billion dollars, I'm going to go on him. which to us seems like ego, but really he's saying like, no, actually my ego has been vanquished. Like I've stopped caring about the way you tell me to act. Like I've lost that part of myself and now I'm just relying on me. Like I have a billion dollars. Like I have the ability to say something. So I will.
0: Yeah. And that gets into the, the differences on ego, right? Like you have the ego that's just the self. And we tend to think of like reducing somebody's ego as them becoming less self-interested or less like self-reliant and thinking more about like how they can help everybody else. Like Ebenezer Scrooge at the end of A Christmas Carol feels like he has suffered an ego death, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Where he's only cares about his money, and he was addicted to everybody else. Now he wants to be like joyful and sweet to everybody else. So this seems like the opposite of an ego death. But when you understand that it's actually gets tied to your relationship with society and how you let society control you and dictate you, that can also be a kind of ego death. So you can still be very like confidence and egotistical, but still mm-hmm. have an ego death. <laughs> right. Which is kind of complicated but fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I'm really fascinated by it because I definitely have always had that
1: very narrow-minded view of what ego means, but I didn't even know about the term ego death and that like it's been something studied and discussed for a long time. So it, it's making me kind of rethink Kanye's entire rhetoric around killing his ego like there's more layers to it than i thought
0: yep very much so but the the obama line if you want to read it as an obama line um there's actually if you google obama and drones you just see a ton of articles about like the amount of drone strikes obama carried out i think they said it was 10 times more than bush did um and The Atlantic has an article, Obama's weak defense on his record of kill- drone killings. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if that makes the "let the man" quotes a pro-Trump line in that context. Um, as in like, let him do his thing. Like, Obama dropped drones on him, so like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, uh-huh. that could be.
1: I I will say when I initially read that line, I thought it like. Connie was talking about himself because he's about to say something he's not supposed to say. So he says like, let the man quote, like someone else is saying that. And then Connie says what he says, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's, it's vague enough to where you can read a thousand different things into it. Yeah. And I don't know if there's enough information to claim one's more right than the other. Yeah. But it is interesting. Like, you have serpent with the feet saying your joy is it tied to me in the background, Mm -hmm. which feels like also that reinforcement of ego death where the artist is realizing that they can speak because they're not responsible for the joy of the people listening. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, you can either like it or dislike it. I'm not responsible for the joy that you're feeling from my art. Totally, and Kanye really would have
1: to get on that level at some point, if he like ever wanted to be happy and like feel 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 fulfilled. Because your joy isn't tied to me. God, the, half the world is upset with Kanye. Like they don't like the way he acts. But and if he let that dictate what he did, then he wouldn't be himself. He wouldn't
0: be the Kanye we've always known him to be. Yeah. I just think of how that can apply to like so many people too. Yeah. Like you look at Steve Carell and if he thought like, Oh, I can't leave the office because I'm responsible for the joy of all these people that love the show or and just pressure like that that can really cause it, somebody to suffer some yeah, like I don't know, psychological damage from the sense of responsibility that they feel to entertain others and yeah. be the the joy of others. And I do think it's it's good to have some awareness of that and like i want to provide joy but not that like i'm the only thing that can provide joy Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um but i gotta say as much as i like love kanye on the song i I think the outro is my favorite part (sighs) it's like a whole different song yeah it just kind of comes in with this uh, is it weird to say, like made me think of the beastie boys, but I guess (laughs) Queen Latifah is from like that era too, right? Yeah. It's cool. Like the song has so many
1: ebbs and flows and like starts out soft, like blows up a little, and then like Kanye's part, like is pretty low key. Like the beat really pulls back and slowly builds up, but then like, it doesn't explode until the very end with that outro. It's a very disciplined song in that sense.
0: Yeah, how do we spend more time talking about this than we did talking about Wash Us in the Blood? (laughs) I thought of that. (laughs) You know, any Kanye talk is good. Any Kanye talk is good. Maybe it's just we needed to talk about Wash Us in the Blood to just get back on the the track to talk about this in as much detail as we did. Well, yeah, A, that,
1: and B, we're probably going to talk about Wash Us in the Blood again. So those two episodes added together
0: will have a longer runtime than this episode yeah kind of holding back because we don't like this we know that we not really going to go into any more yeah. context we're not going to do a whole season on dream house but when god's country <laughs> drops we're going to be doing a whole season on god's country so we'll be going line by line but also i guess it also comes back to the fact that like uh Wash us in the blood doesn't have i mean arguably ego death has more content to it than "Wash us in the blood from kanye yeah Definitely. It just because you have like a longer verse that's bringing forward more ideas than what uh, Wash This in the Blood has more of that repetition mm-hmm. on it, which is striking and still powerful. Not a bad thing, but it's just difference in like how many topics you can bring to the table.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I think you said it. like we're more concerned of Kanye's albums and album long narratives. So like we're a little hesitant to apply too much meaning to his lyrics just when we hear a single song.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. Uh. Yeah. Uh, well, anything else on ego death?
1: Uh, no. I it's just convinced me to murder my ego. <laughs> it's convinced me to at least
0: uh excitedly listen to Ty Dollar Sign's album <laughs> when it comes out. <laughs> You'll think about the uh, ego thing later. Eh, I'm an only child. I think it's just <laughs> your ego knows know. no bounds. Kanye's an only child, so if he can do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If he can do it. Now because kanye you know has his ego death does that now make it like a cool societal driven thing and uh having an ego death is now like ego yeah
1: wow you know what i can't handle this right now this is too much
0: yeah you're welcome travis my brain's frying (laughs) you call me bean all right (laughs) yeah i'm sorry motherfucker I'm sorry. You can call me cheese. That's what they called me in high school. Yeah, cheese or Lambie Lambert. Yeah, Uh, baby Lambert. I started getting called in college because a girl came back with my friend one night and she looked into my room and she's like, baby Lambert, Uh. as I was like swaddled in my covers. Oh, God. Can we call you, um, what is it? Ham fisted. What was it? Oh, (laughs) uh, what? uh, Smudge hands. Ham boy. (laughs) my wife's cousin called me I don't want you to explain it just the name's enough smudge hands ham boy that is the best thing I've ever heard yeah yeah you're welcome uh, well we'll be back soon as uh, more Kanye content drops yeah he's going non-stop so I guess we'll be back tomorrow or something yeah right until then you can find our Kanye news updates on our YouTube channel and maybe the Kanye news podcast if I have that up right now uh, it will be up and then uh, our Patreon has all of our old episodes if you want our line-by-line song analysis for the entirety of Kanye's discography. $5 a month, patreon.com slash Kanye podcast. Go get it. Please. Okay. Stay with me uh, Loopy. La, la,
1: la, 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 la. And I am. And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me. I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses Hi. to the sky. Yeah. Here's to the back. This is the last call for alcohol. For-